Blog Talk Radio. It is a cold effing morning out there on a Saturday here in Indianapolis, high atop the Balance Studios in the west suburbs of Indianapolis, where our world headquarters are located. But hey, we're going to make it through. It's going to be cold. It's probably the coldest it's been all year long. They're talking like zero is the temperature. Man. Glad I'm inside the warm studios here of the, of the Balance uh, studios with my Black Rifle Coffee ready to get things going, my minions. It's the NFL playoffs and the comedy of coaching changes. All of that to talk about today. It's time for the NFL playoffs. Are you ready? You better be. And guess what? Who's not there? The Indianapolis Colts, but that's okay. Uh, we are ready. We'll be talking uh, playoffs and coaching changes today. Uh, we've got Tony Donahue of the Tony D podcast and the fan place to join us. And as well as we've got Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, and SI.com, our official NFL contributor, will join us to help us break down last week's NFL games and look ahead into this week's playoff games. That's right, playoff for me, right? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll get a lot of conversation to talk about the NFL playoff. And, of course, you know, we're only about less, a little less than a month maybe close to a month from the Daytona 500, which means we're going to start talking about uh, racing back, racing again here soon. We love racing here on the show. My name is Sal Marcos, El Presidente. Stick around. It's about to get good. 917-885-917-889-8516. I'll get it straight right here on the Balance Radio Network. Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 
or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle Coffee here? No, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. No. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Piquet, which, of course, in the Indonesian language... Oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes. But it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Presidente, 917-889-8516 is the digits. You want to call and chat up a little uh, college football coaching changes, uh, college football maybe in general, the NFL playoffs, NFL coaching changes. That's the subject matter of today. Standing by for Tony Donahue and the Tony D podcast and the fan place. We're going to be breaking down some of these uh, <clears throat> coaching changes. Obviously, a lot of the, one of the biggest uh, coaching changes, if, if if you will, is Nick Saban, who retired uh, from Alabama, the legendary Nick Saban. Uh, and we, you know, in the same week, we saw the departure of a legendary Nick Saban and legendary Bill Belichick. What, what, where were those guys end up? I, you know, my my thought is with uh, Nick Saban is nowhere. 
it's it's seaside and margaritas and and deep sea fishing and some golf for old Nick Saban. Uh, <laughs> maybe he's going to be hanging out with his new pet goat. If you've not seen that uh, commercial uh, with him and uh, Dion Sanders, the Geico commercial, but uh, <laughs> I I don't see where Nick Saban. What well, I, I feel like that if he wanted to continue to coach, he would continue to coach and he would stay right where he was at. I think that he's accomplished it all, and he's able to say, hey, I'm going out on my terms, and I'm at the top of my game. Who, who could blame anybody for that? You know, haters will hate, I guess. And, you know, Nick Saban had a way of winning ballgames and winning championships, and, and there's no doubt about that. You can't take that away from him. I think a lot of us, we like to say, oh, well, we don't like Alabama because we win all the time. If we're a fan, if you're a fan of a team, don't you want them to win? I mean, at the end of the day, I guess it's it's a catch twenty two, danged if you do and danged if you don't type of scenario. Because you know, you as a fan, you want uh, you want a team that wins a lot and wins championships. I mean, if you're a fan of New England Patriots or or Alabama, I mean, you, you got to be happy with the past decade or so. Of wins that you've had, uh, but if you're a Colts fan as, as opposed to a Patriots fan, or you're a Georgia fan opposed to Alabama fan, it's a different story. Hey, we don't we don't want them them to win. <laughs> but Nick Saban, you know, I, I don't see it. I mean, you know, of course there's going to be conversations in any coaching, both in the NFL and NCAA uh, and college, that his name's going to be thrown around. Why wouldn't it be? Uh, and then you've got, uh, of course, uh, Bill Belichick. And I, I think he still wants to continue to coach. We'll get into that and more here in just a little bit uh, with Bill Belichick. And, and, you know, really the legend that he was. And maybe that's why it was time for him to leave the New England Patriots because the New England Patriots are used to winning. They're used to having being a part of a, of a winning culture. And so both Alabama and, and – uh, uh, both Alabama and uh, New England have new head coaches now, so we'll see how that how that plays out with them and uh, where where people go from there. Uh, but uh, Kalen DeBurr, DeBurr, uh, uh, we know him obviously from the Washington Huskies. He uh, he led the Washington Huskies to a national championship to get beat by Michigan. Uh, obviously, we saw that come together, and that that leads us a conversation also about. Uh, Jim Harbaugh and his future. What happens with Jim Harbaugh? Where does he go? Does he, well, we know he's not going to be at Michigan. Do we know that to be official? Has there been an official statement from uh, from the University of Michigan? No, uh, there there has not been a statement. But I think any person with a with a brain in him knows that Jim Harbaugh is not returning to Michigan. Why would he? Why would he want to? I mean, let's just say that. And joining us now is Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast in Fan Place. Tony, how are you, sir? Sorry, I'm a little late. I am on my way to Terre Haute, and uh, my door was frozen shut there for a minute. It's cold. I was just saying this when we we first started the show. It's colder than you know what, you know where. (laughs) 
Well, I, at least you didn't break your door or anything like that. All, all, all is good. Totally understand. We're just, I was just having a little bit of a conversation about the coaching changes that we've seen a lot of. Obviously, some of the, the biggest name this week is is Nick Saban to retire, uh, and Bill Belichick to officially uh, being released from the Patriots or quit or retired from the Patriots, what have you. So let's just kind of go through these head coaching changes. And we don't know for sure with Jim Harbaugh, but this that's kind of what I was talking about when, when you dialed in here. Uh, Jim Harbaugh wins a national championship. We don't think any – I don't think anybody really thinks he'll return to Michigan. But what are your thoughts on the future of Jim Harbaugh? Where will he be at? What's he going to be doing next year? Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at Jim Harbaugh, it's like, okay, is this a situation to where – is he going to stay? Are there going to be more allegations that come out? Is it going to be something along the lines of mm-hmm. the Chargers going to come calling? Does he like the Raiders? We know that he's, he's talked highly in the past about Justin Herbert and what he brings to the table and how much of a, how much he likes him as a quarterback. Um, I don't see him going to Alabama. I don't see him going to um, any of the open positions. But, um, you know, Nick Saban was kind of a was, was was kind of a shocker to some people. I thought um, Pete Carroll as well. You could throw in there as a guy that um, you know we thought we would see him stick around Seattle. They're going to give him a, a, a different role with the with the team and with an organization. So um, yeah, we talked about Black Friday, but hell, today was or this week was really Black Week for a lot of different um, for a lot of different coaches and, and, and different positions around around the NFL for sure. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the coaching changes that we got you here for a little bit of amount of time here. Jimbo Fisher out, uh, uh, is out, and uh, Mike Elko, uh, the Duke head coach, is in uh, there. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on that whole thing with Jimbo Fisher and Mike Elko? I think, you know, that I, – I, I, don't, I don't know. What, what are your, your stories there? I, I, I realize they're not the same team. I apologize. I ran them together there. But, but Jim, Jimbo Fisher, let's talk a little bit about him. He's out. Where's he go? Yeah, I mean, he'll end up somewhere, but you, you just look at you've got to perform, right? If you don't perform, they're not going to allow you to stay, and you've got to really show that on a week-in and week-out basis that, you know, you can win and you can you, you can win consistently. Um, and, you know, just it, it, it's such quick turnarounds, right? One week you can be on top of the world, the next week you're, you're looking up at it, so – uh, yeah, these coaching changes, they just continue to come, it seems like, and we know that um, on a day like – or on a week like this right after a college coaches come and go, and we'll see where they all end up landing. So, Kalen DeBeer, uh, the Washington um, Huskies, uh, former head coach, uh, takes them to the national championship to win – I mean, to lose to Michigan. Uh, Nick Saban out. It, it seems like that decision was already made already made prior to Nick Saban being out. It, it seems like for a team like Alabama to make a decision not quick on a new head coach, it seems suspect to me that they didn't already know that Kalen DeBeer was going to be their next head coach. Yeah. yeah. How you doing? Just this. Yeah, I do. Hold on. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of hard for you to say no to Alabama, right? It's one of those things where, um, you know, maybe it was. But I, I, thought, it, I thought it caught a lot of people by – by shock, to be honest with you. I thought that it was, um, you know, one of those things where they did have the guy that they wanted right away, which was great. Um, But, you know, I was a little bit shocked by Saban. I thought he had a couple more years left in him. Have a good day. Uh, I thought he had a couple more years in him, and I thought that 
Um, you know, it seemed like Monday he came into the building and, 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 and after their, their loss in the Rose Bowl was, was, was talking and recruiting and, and doing all these different things. And um, then all of a sudden it was like, bang. And, you know, it's crazy to think about this, Tom, as you know, as an IU fan, DeBoer goes from being an offensive coordinator with IU over to Washington, turns that program around, gets to a national championship game with Michael Penix, the former IU quarterback, and then he goes to Alabama. So who knew that Who knew that going to <laughs> IU was, was going to be a, a, a straight line to get to Alabama? Certainly didn't work out for Tom Allen. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was, I thought it was a bit interesting to see that Nick Saban said, uh, I'm done here, I'm going home, take care. You were talking about IU and, and, and Tom Allen. He's he's gone. Uh, and but they they hired Kurt Siganetti from uh, from uh, James Madison. Sorry, James Madison's had a great uh, season this year. What do you think? Well, I know we talked about this a little bit when that news came down and made this a little bit of old news news. But what do you think about Kurt Siganetti? We 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 feel like maybe as IU fans, he's a little overzealous at the moment. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you on that. Look, I like the – it's almost like when a coach comes in at IU, Tom Allen, Tom Green, uh, maybe not Mike Woodson because he's a little bit more of an old-school guy and he's going to do things his way. But it's almost like they sit him down and say, hey, we need you to be happy, go lucky, rah, rah, cheering, right? Uh, he's kind of came in and he said some things that are bullet board material for other teams, which I really wasn't the biggest fan of, uh, to say the least. You know, hey – saying Purdue sucks and Ohio State and Michigan. It's like, yeah, well, I like the positivity and I like that you're trying to get the crowd going. But, you know, it's IU football, right? We're talking snow on the ground in January. And I said, Tom, IU went 6-6 six and six, and they made the Motor City Bowl. You'd be like, yeah, that's a pretty good season, right? So that's kind of where the bar is set. Oh, by the way, a team like Washington is coming off a national championship um, game appearance, even though they didn't win. Um, they're coming to town because the Big Ten's expanding with UCLA, USC coming in. Um, it's only going to get tougher to where it is now. You're going to have to travel a little bit more, which I don't think people realize um, is on the docket. And, and by the way, I've got another about 10 minutes for you here, so I could stay on a little bit longer. Um, okay, that's cool. But some of the things that he has said has kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And, you know, you just you really don't want to put bulletin board material up there. Look, it's IU, okay? Um, we're, they're not going to the Rose Bowl next year. Um, even if they sniff a bowl game, like I said, it's not going to be a major bowl game. So, you know, I, like I said, I like the positivity. I can get behind that. I can stand behind that. But, man, I'm telling you, sometimes it's just shut up, do your job, stay low-key, and then celebrate the big wins that you have. I saw a tweet today that he actually sent this morning that was something along the lines of we're going to stalk something so that we can become better and you know yeah it's just kind of like all right dude uh i understand you're excited you, you but act like you've been I, I just like to say this and i say this to people that come to the uh-huh. um that come to the ims um they, they come to the indianapolis 500 that are doing media work and stuff like that i always say this just simply act like you've been there before right like that's the right. best like if somebody said what's your advice just act like you've been here before right don't don't freak out when you see a driver or a driver says hi to you. Don't, you know, it's almost like being an offensive lineman, right? You don't want to be noticed because when you're noticed, it's probably something that's not going right. It's probably a holding penalty or it's probably a false start. So, um, exactly. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I just the whole IU football thing, the whole IU thing in general, um, has kind of kind of worn on me the last couple of years. Tom Allen really wore on me. I just <laughs> it was just a bad situation, and I don't know. I mean, I like, like I said, I like the positivity. I, I I like how he is cheerful, but you know, kind of at the end of the day, you just got to know, like, look, hey, well, let's just get to work. Let's bring my hammer and my lunch pail to work every day, and and just keep grinding away. I love it. I love it. Well, let's get on over here to the NFL. Some pretty high-profile coaching changes in the NFL. Uh, obviously, the big, some of the biggest this week coming. Uh, let's talk, talk a little bit about Pete Carroll, the oldest uh, NFL football coach. Well, I kind of thought that was owned by Bill Belichick, but I guess it's owned by Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll will stay on with the Seahawks as a consultant. I, I, you know, there is a the conspiracy part of my brain that says, okay, well, that's just a very polite way to say uh, you're fired. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep feeding you, but you're fired, and we're going to go on a different direction. Pete Carroll, uh, out as the head coach anyway, out with the Seattle Seahawks. What are your thoughts, and what is their future as a new head coach? You think? You know, it's interesting in all of this, and um, you know, uh, it's just one. It's What's interesting about all this is you look at Bill Belichick and, and Pete Carroll and Nick Saban, and, um, you know, uh, Father Time's undefeated. I think the Miami Dolphins coach said this the other day on his press conference, like, hey, Father Time's undefeated. And isn't it crazy that we're allowing men, old white men over the age of, you know, <laughs> 70 years old across the country and have all these positions while in other positions in this world that are – Football coaches, I mean, look, you know how it is, Tom. It's, it's a grind, man. It's, you're, mm-hmm. you're constantly recruiting. There's never a break. You're, you're always looking at that next quarterback that can, that can come to your program. You're constantly traveling. Um, you know, it might not have been the best movie in the world, but when you go back and you look at the blind side and you see all the coaches, I mean, you're flying places. You're selling yourself in a living room that you've never been in to, uh, to a kid's parent that you've never met before. Um, it can become a grind. I think that's why Saban – gave it up but then in the NFL I mean it's still a grind there's a lot of travel I mean how many we, we, we've seen with hard knocks some of these coaches that you know are staying till 1 2 in the morning and coming back at 7 a.m. And, and, and sometimes your family life suffers from that sometimes your own health suffers from that I mean Urban Meyer had that health care Nick Saban's had a few health scares as has Pete Carroll um, so yeah it just becomes a grind it just becomes a little bit too much for 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 for, uh, for coaches in their late sixties and early seventies. Let's talk a little bit uh, about Bill Belichick. We know he's out with the Patriots. Uh, he left on his own terms as well. His successor was already named as part of his contract clause, so they've already got a new uh, head coach at New England. What's the new next chapter for both uh, the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick? It'll be interesting with Belichick. I mean, look. Last year wasn't the best of years. This year it kind of went in a downward spiral. Uh, they were one of the worst teams in the league. And, you know, you, you kind of come to the conclusion that's like, all right, hey, man, we don't want to do you wrong. You've done so much for organization. We don't want to – let's just – let's work something out that, that we could both just amicably split and go our separate ways, which is obviously I think what happened. Uh, I, think, I, I think Bill Belichick's done – I'm sure some CBS or Fox is going to throw a bunch of money at him, which is fine. Uh, maybe he joins as an analyst. Maybe he just goes off in the sunset and goes fishing and you never hear from him again. Um, Pete Carroll obviously going to stay on. And Nick Saban, I don't think he goes to the NFL. I just think that's a little bit – maybe he's a little bit too old for that. But 
uh, you don't leave Alabama to go anywhere else. So um, I think we'll see Pete Carroll probably still do some stuff with the front office for that for, for the Seahawks. But yeah, I, I I think Belichick and Saban are gonna smoke cigars maybe together. You never know, and uh, just set off into the sunset. Well, a lot of people talk about Belichick as the Falcons. Here's a here's a a stretch, if you will, story that I heard, you know, from the talking heads this week. It, it makes sense, but I just don't think it'll actually happen. And that's uh, Bill Belichick uh, ends up somewhere in a leadership capacity with the Naval Academy, uh, with Navy. He has such a love for Navy. He has such a love for the Naval Academy. What do you think about that? I don't think it'd, it'd ever be more than, hey, why don't you come over for a game? We want to honor you. We want you to uh... – Talk to our talk to our student athletes, uh, motivate us, and uh, pick your brain. It, it, it would be interesting, <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't know. I don't think he's going to live in, in 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 Massachusetts the rest of his life, right? Like, I think if you're that age, you have all the money in the world, but you're never going to be able to spend. I'm I'm going somewhere warm, especially on a day like today in Indianapolis, where it's 20 degrees, the wind chill's 30, and I'm getting blown all over the highway. All right, we'll let we'll let you go real quickly though. Uh... Give us your uh, bloodline nugget, betting nugget for this weekend, sir. You know, that that, that Texans-Browns game is very interesting. You've got Joe Flacco, kind of the older, more mature, wise quarterback that's been there before, has won a Super Bowl. He's thrown for two or more touchdowns in every game he's played this year for the Browns. The Browns have a good defense. And he's going up against an upstart rookie quarterback that – in a winner get in playoff game a week ago today, beat the Colts on the road. Then gets the um, gets the luck, I guess, or the you know the benefit of the Jaguars losing. So now in his first season, he gets to host the playoff game. Um, I look at the Texans as underdogs and say, you know, they just have a lot of weapons, and Stroud can beat you with his arm. He can beat you with his feet. Joe Flacco, if you get him uncomfortable and don't let him throw the ball downfield, I like the Texans. Uh, I don't know about you. I, I'm really interested in the Dolphins-Chiefs game. Two high-powered offenses that have kind of struggled heading into the postseason. And, oh, by the way, it's going to be snowy with a wind chill of negative 30. So <laughs> I think under is going to play there. I think the Chiefs win like 13-10 to 10 or something really ugly. Um, tomorrow... I like Green Bay plus seven and a half. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think that they cover seven and a half. I like the Steelers plus ten and a half in Buffalo, um, just because that's going to be a snowy game as well. So I don't expect a lot of points to be scored over the next 48 hours in the NFL. Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast. Tony, where can people find your work and masterpieces, sir? Yeah, check out the Fans Place app. Would love to have you download it, check it out, play in our uh, contest, win some cash, have some fun. All right, buddy, you be safe driving and stay warm, buddy. All right, we'll talk to you, Tom. Take care. Uh, Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast and the Fan Place. Check it out. It's pretty freaking awesome. We'll be right back on the other side with Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com. It's playoffs, friends.
The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got me. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is Great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lekwa Pique, which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wondering. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. What you talking about? 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 to the balance. Hope you do have your Black Rifle Coffee. If you don't, get yourself BlackRifleCoffee.com. Buy a bag, give a bag, and it is the perfect day for some Black Rifle Coffee. Let me tell you, it is cold. I have top the balance studios here in the west suburbs of Indianapolis. I believe the last check I, I checked it's 7 degrees with a wind chill of 2. So that's cold for anybody, but to, to help us warm things up, because we're about ready to have some hot conversations Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com. How are you, sir? 
Well, it's a little chilly here, too. Actually, you know what? The weather, it's not cold. It's just kind of rainy and overcast. But I think it's in the 50s here. So uh, we're doing all right oh, so far. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that yeah. all day long right now. And it's, it's only yeah. supposed to get worse. I mean, uh, all the way up until Tuesday, I think Monday they're tracking the temperature of a high of zero. I'm not even kidding you. So it's all part of that Arctic uh, wind chill thing that's going on. Uh, but it's okay. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a long weekend, and, and, you know, we have a three-day weekend and nothing really to do. So just stay inside, watch some football and maybe some movies and just uh, call, it, call it a day. It is the well, perfect yeah. playoff weather for sure. Go ahead. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Well, no, 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 no. I, I, I was just uh, kind of clearing my throat. But, uh, well, we're going to have some weather games, uh, you know, affecting the playoffs this weekend, uh, obviously. But I'm, I'm yeah, headed to Tampa is- tomorrow, so I won't <laughs> have to worry too much. Coming back might be a problem. Tuesday they're calling for snow here, so I don't know if I'll get back. But, uh, you know, heading down tomorrow well, to Florida. When you, get down, when you get down there, you'll probably have a lot better uh, weather than what I did when I was uh, there over Christmas. But that's okay. I I, I I digress. No no bitterness bitterness on 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 my on my part. You know, a lot of coaching changes. We'll get into that in just a second. But a lot yeah. of coaching changes. But Bill Belichick out at New England. We were just talking about with Tony Donahue, the Tony D podcast, and the fan place that Tony uh, that that Bill Bill Belichick rides off to the set set unless you know CBS or something throws him a ton of money. But a lot of people are talking about the Falcons. What what do you think is the next chapter for Bill Belichick? And or the New England Patriots. Well, I, well, the Patriots already made the move, right? They had that kind of succession mm-hmm. plan in place to go with uh, right. their linebacker coach Jared Mayo, Mayo, who was a candidate in mm-hmm. Philly. The Eagles interviewed him here before they decided to hire Sirianni. So you know he was getting some some coaching love, but you know the Patriots are in his DNA. He played there. He started as a coach there in 2019. So. You know, they already hired him, and, you know, Bill Belichick, I don't know what his future holds. I imagine he'll probably try to get a job somewhere else. I mean, he's 72 years old now. Uh, I'm not sure being an analyst on television really suits his skill set. I mean, he's, he's a pretty dour, you know, guy that doesn't like to give you a lot of information. But, you know, he's a smart guy, so maybe he could do that job. But uh, I think another team will probably look to see if he's interested in joining them. And the teams that make sense to me are teams with a quarterback. Uh, which I think eliminates the Falcons. Uh, you know, they don't really have a quarterback unless you count Desmond Ritter. But, you know, the Chargers have, uh, you know, Justin Abair, who's pretty good. Um, and, uh, you know, the Eagles have Jalen Hurts. Should the Eagles move on from Nick Sirianni? And, you know, Jeffrey Lurie, the Eagles owner, has always been fascinated by Bill Belichick. Lurie is a New England guy, you know, has an office in Boston, grew up in the New England area. He, he's been fascinated with Belichick, you know, and they have a quarterback in Hurts that, you know, former MVP runner-up. So, you know, teams with quarterbacks, to me, make more sense for Belichick. I don't think he'll go where he has to start kind of at ground zero. He wants a, a situation kind of made to, to win, you know, with a few touches that he could add to make that happen. So Chargers, Eagles, if they have an opening, I'm trying to think of the other teams that, have a quarterback and have an opening. Um, but that that's the direction I would look for Belichick if he decides to remain in coaching. We're just talking about this in the last segment about Bell Belichick and eight kind of the, the uh, wild stretches, if you will. Uh, I don't think it'll happen, but I do think that like Tony said, he'll, he'll be invited to make some motivational speeches. The Naval Academy, he has a huge, huge love for the Naval Academy. His dad used to coach 
uh, Navy. He has a big, big um, special place in his heart, if you will, for the Naval Academy. What are your thoughts about that conversation? Even if it's not a head coach, it's in leadership or uh, consulting, uh, football consulting with the Naval Academy. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if that's a big enough stage for him. I mean, you know, really what kind of, uh, you know, who's going to pay much attention to that, you know, in, in the football world, other than the people in Annapolis and, you know, maybe once or twice, you know, the, 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 the football world will pay attention to it. But is that stage big enough for someone like Belichick with, you know, who who's won, you know, six Super Bowls, coached for 24 years with New England? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, again, it depends on how he feels about it. But, you know, because it's going to be, you know, it's a pretty big background role for him. You know, there's not going to be a whole lot of people paying attention to Bill Belichick if he's, you know, giving motivational speeches uh, at the Naval Academy, let's face it. Um, you know, great, great for him if he wants to do that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, we'll see if it's if it's big enough for his ego uh, to kind of accept that kind of diminished role, at least, you know, in the national eye. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I don't think it'll happen. Uh, you know, here's the thing, and, and you were talking about Nick Sirianni, and we were talking offline about this, and and I started hearing rumors, and now it's more than rumors. It's, it's pretty much straight-up conversations that you you kind of alluded to what I, I'm getting to is now that Bill Belichick is out on the market and the Eagles love for Bill Belichick. If uh, you guys lose in Tampa, which doesn't look like that will happen, Nick Sirianni could very well be out this year. Do you think they'll give him another year, or do you think they'll let him out so that they can attempt to go after Bill Belichick? Wait, so you don't think the Eagles will lose in Tampa? Is that what I, I heard in there? No, I don't think they will. I think they'll win. I, I'm, I'm hopefully they will, they will win. I'm, I'm rooting for you guys. I'm all about it. I'm <laughs> I, hoping they, well, I, I, don't, I don't have any optimism at all that they're going to win, Tom. I mean, <laughs> A.J. Brown, Brown's not going to play. You know, their 1,500-yard receiver, he's out. You know, he's got the knee injury mm-hmm. in the MetLife turf and at Giants or at MetLife Stadium against the Giants last week strikes again. It's the worst turf in the league. Now A.J. Brown's got a knee injury. Jalen Hurts is still struggling with a finger injury. He dislocated his middle finger on a throwing hand. Didn't start throwing really until Friday. Um, they're just so banged up. Even Devontae Smith, who missed last week's game with an ankle injury, he's been a full go of practice. But, you know, how effective is he going to be? So uh, the way this team's played down the stretch, I'm not so optimistic that they're winning this game. In fact, I can't find really a whole lot of things to hang my hat on, except that Tampa isn't very good either. Uh, and maybe, you know, the Eagles will find a way to win. But uh, be that as it may, the question about Sirianni, yeah, I, if listen, if the Eagles go down and they're, you know, in a non-compete mode like they were against the Giants in Week 18 where they just got drilled 27-10, to 10, they were down 24 nothing at halftime, then, yeah, I think the Eagles really could investigate a move. But uh, I think I mentioned to you this offline is you have to be careful with firing a head coach after uh, he just took the team to the Super Bowl. You already have a track record of firing a head coach in Doug Peterson just three years after he won a Super Bowl. Sirianni's gotten this team to the playoffs three straight years. All three years, he's a pretty good track record um, to take a team. It's not easy to get to the playoffs, uh, as we all know, and he's done it three straight years. So uh, if you did make the move away from him, those are some really red flags that other coaches may have looking at this organization. Um, you know, and also he, he – uh, you know, he's just not uh, – he would be – I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting a call here. But um, he uh, he would be the fifth coach since they parted ways with Andy Reid in 2012. You know, they went through Chip Kelly, uh, 
Doug Peterson, Sirianni, I'm sorry, he'd be the fourth coach just since 2012. That's 11 years, and you'd already be looking at your fourth head coach. I mean, to me, continuity in this league wins. You look at some of the best organizations in this league, like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin's been there forever. Uh, 17 straight winning seasons, just phenomenal. Uh, John Harbaugh down in uh, uh, Baltimore, he, you know, uh, he's gotten the Ravens the number one seed this year. He's won a Super Bowl, but he's been there forever. These are good organizations, and continuity means a lot. So I think, you know, you really have to be careful if you're going to move on from Sirianni, uh, you know, after this game on Monday, uh, if, especially if it ends poorly and the Eagles go out and lose, you know, 30-12 to 12 or something like that. Then maybe they make a move, but I just don't see it. I just don't see them doing that, um, even with their fascination with Bill Belichick. Well, the Eagles spread is, is three. You got Tampa Bay on Monday at night, uh, round two. Uh, I mean, not round two, sorry, uh, the, the wild card. Um, we'll see We'll see if you make it to round two. Uh, you know, I guess the question would be, and maybe a lot of people think, okay, well, that just what happens when teams win Super Bowls and their coaches and their coaching staff begins to get picked off by other teams. And I use Steichen as an example coming to the Colts. So, I mean, I think the Colts hit a home run with Steichen, but obviously he left a hole there at the Philadelphia Eagles. What happened with the Eagles this year? They were at the top of the world where everybody was saying, hey, they're going to be in the Super Bowl this year. And, you know, they were went from that to being just a wild card. And that's, that's not important. I would take it as a Colts fan. I would take a wild card game. But but just to be in a wild card game on Monday night against Tampa, uh, where, where I think you win. I'm going to give you – I'm going to say 24 to 20 to go for the Buccaneers. Hey, look, why not? <laughs> All right. Throw okay, some vibes. Good, good. Throw some vibes your way. But what happened with the Eagles? We'll move on to some of these other games. What happened to the Eagles? Well, listen, it's a lot of things, um, you know, and we're seeing, I think, why it's so hard to get back to the Super Bowl, especially after you lose it. You know, it doesn't happen often. Only three teams have gotten back after losing it and won it. Uh, one of them was led by Tom Brady in 2018. Then you have to go all the way back to the early 70s and the Dolphins and the Cowboys uh, came back to the Super Bowl after losing and they ended up winning it. So I think we're seeing that. Now, I think this Eagles team is starting to feel that, to me, they looked like a tired team. They had a really tough schedule, the toughest schedule in the NFL this year. I know they got off to the 10-1 start, but it was kind of a wonky 10-1 start. You know, there were still things that you could see, like, hey, they're not doing very well, and sooner or later it's going to catch up to them. So, to me, maybe they just hit, hit a mental wall. I talked to some players in the locker room this week, and they said it's already felt like a really, really long season. And when you play into the middle of February and you have to turn around and come back in April to start working out again, yeah, I could see how that would be the case. Um, you know, so that's something I think, I think we're seeing the effects of that. I mean, even the Chiefs have struggled this year after winning the Super Bowl. Uh, and then when the Eagles replaced uh, Sean Desai, their defensive coordinator with Matt Patricia, kind of a panic move to me. Uh, you know, he start, started to install some different things and the players kind of were taking they weren't buying in right away, or they just weren't picking it up quickly enough, and now we see this defense is just a, a shambles. So I think it's a lot of things. Um, the, uh, hiring two coordinators that had very little experience, Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator, never was an offensive coordinator before. He was two years as the quarterback coach in Philly. They elevated him to OC. Same with Sean Desai when they, before they replaced him. He had one year of coordinating a defense, and that was with the Chicago Bears uh, you know, two or three years ago. So uh, you know, that was a mistake, I guess, in hindsight. Maybe you needed a little bit more veteran uh, voice in the coordinator's chairs. Uh, but it, it's been a whole 
slew of things here, Tom. I don't think you can point to just one thing and say, ah, that's it. It's been a, 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 a kind of a perfect storm of things. The soup just becomes chowder, as they say, right? <laughs> <laughs> don't make me hungry now. I haven't had my breakfast yet. <laughs> oh, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so let's let's move, let's move on into the playoff games, uh, the, the wild card games. If ever in my life I was a Browns fan, it's today. Uh, the Browns and Texas uh, play off this afternoon. Uh, what what are your thoughts overall on that matchup? Uh, certainly, you you look at C.J. Stroud. You know, certainly going to be probably be the rookie of the year. Uh, and certainly, I, a lot of of things that the the the, the, te- the Texans are doing right. I felt like watching him last week against the Colts. There's a lot of things they're doing wrong, and if which I'm sure they were, if the Browns paid very very close attention to that game, they can take uh, what the Texans did wrong last week and turn it into a a a a, a win. What are your thoughts on the Browns and the Texans' first wild card game of the day? Yeah, uh, listen, I. I'm probably a Browns fan too. I know the Texans haven't really won anything or, or been to the Super Bowl, but you know neither are the Browns. And Browns have been around a little longer, uh, I think, than the Texans have. So, you know, I, I, you mentioned the Rookie of the Year and C.J. Stroud probably going to be him. I mean, Kevin Stefanski, the coach of the Browns, he could be the coach of the year. Probably should be. Um, you know, taking this team, which has started five different quarterbacks. I know last week they started Jeff Driscoll because they wanted to give Flacco the week off. It didn't mean anything for him. But, you know, still, in the record book, it's going to say five quarterbacks started the year. I mean, that's amazing to me that they were able to do what they did uh, with, uh, you know, that kind of revolving door at the most important position uh, in the game. Uh, So, you know, that and Jim Schwartz, their defensive coordinator, of course, won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. Guy's been doing it a long time. To me, he's a great coordinator, um, Hall of Fame type coordinator. He's got a really good defensive player, obviously, in Miles Garrett. But you know that whole defense is very, very good, very well coordinated. So, uh, you know, I think the Browns got a good chance to win this <laughs> to win this game. I know they have to go on the road uh, in Houston. They're the division champs. Too bad the Colts couldn't get in there somehow. You know, but that's a story for another time, I guess. But uh, the, the, the Texans just, uh, to me, are, they're living, you know, they're playing with house money. You know, nobody expected this from a team with a rookie quarterback, with a rookie head coach of D'Amico Ryan. Um, and, and here they are. But I, I think the Browns and Joe Flacco, listen, the guys won a Super Bowl, even though it was, you know, 55 years ago or however long it was. <laughs> you know, he, did, he did raise the Lombardi before, so that helps the Browns. I, I think the Browns have a good chase here to win this game. And it's, I think it's going to get the, the weekend off to a great start. I think it's going to be a pretty good game. Talking with Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, our official NFL contributor. Ed, real quickly, I'm going to give you some numbers. I'm just going to give you a number, and you tell me what that represents with this game. Uh, uh, particularly with the Browns. Uh, we'll go with one. Start with one. What does that number represent? Uh, man, for the, for the Browns? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I, nothing comes to mind. One, one player in, in the NFL has at least 14 sacks in each of his past three seasons. Miles Garrett, he's also the only player with at least 10 sacks in each of those past six seasons. There you go. Uh, there five. you go. Great player. I'm giving, you, I'm giving you the number five. Five? Uh, <laughs> five playoff games the Browns have played in their career, in their history. Five times the Browns have led it, the NFL in defense. This year, 
uh, 270.2 yards per game, uh, joining by 1950, 1952, 1954, 1955. They won the NFL championship in 1950, 54, and 55. So there's your five. Last, last oh, okay. set of numbers for you. Last set of numbers for you here with the Browns, 10 and 0. 10 and 0. Man, Tom, these are really hard. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, 10 and 0. Uh, teams, uh, the Browns uh, have been 10 and 0 when they lead at halftime, or 10 and 0. 10 and 0, Coach Kevin Stefanski's record versus AFC South teams, including 4 and 0 versus the Texans. So, if you believe in wow. numbers, if you're to believe in numbers, let's 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 go with the Browns. Like I said, if I was ever a Browns fan, it's today. Browns win twenty-seven twenty. What do you thought? Uh, yeah, it's a good pick. I'll, I'll go Browns somewhere in that line. Maybe uh, you know, uh, I'll go twenty-four to twenty Browns. Right there, right there. Well, okay. Tonight's game. Tonight's game is probably if you was to put pen to paper and draw a perfect playoff game weather-wise and everything especially in the wild cards you've got the Dolphins at the Chiefs and it is freaking cold in Kansas City I was watching some uh, stuff on the NFL Network earlier the weather's going to be bad Uh, and you know well I remember a very bad wintry game with the Chiefs turns out we ended up winning that game but the Chiefs, you can never outroll Patrick Mahomes, but the Dolphins are doing so good. I want to root for the Dolphins. I like the Chiefs. They're my second favorite AFC team. I, I like the success they've had. I like Patrick Mahomes. A good story all the way around with the Chiefs. Uh, but I also like the Dolphins. And Tua has did a great job. What are your thoughts? The Dolphins at the Chiefs, do you think weather's even going to play a factor in tonight's game? And let's, oh, yeah, keep in mind the sun's going to be down for this game. So it's going to be cold. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm I'm glad I'm not gonna be there for that one. But uh and I and I hope I can watch it on television. I have to check my Peacock's Peacock subscription for this one. I'm not sure I'm current uh with my can, Peacock I'll, I'll subscription. My, I'll text you my password. You can use mine for Peacock. <laughs> uh, thanks. Yeah. I mean I, I hate the fact that this game's on Peacock. I, I don't know why the league is doing it. I don't understand I mean, it. I especially the type of game that it is. I I, yeah. I know that NBC owns Peacock. And so they spent a lot of money trying to, you know, boost that out. They they run a lot of IndyCar races. They spent a lot of money in their sports coverage. Um, I just don't know why they picked this game to throw on there. I could see if it was a, a, a non-revelant game, but this is a very revelant game. Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe they know that, hey, that, they'll, that's they'll, probably it. That's you, you know, probably touched on it. That's probably why it is. It's a very, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great game. A lot of storylines, you know, Tyreek Hill going back to KC and, <laughs> Uh, you know, the cold weather. I mean, who doesn't love a good cold weather game with snow and wind? And, you know, you can only see players' eyes because they have, you know, those uh, hoodies on or those those head wraps that cover everything but their eyes. I mean, you know, I, I love watching those games. And, uh, you know, I hope I can, you know, um, because uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun game. You know, listen, I, I kind of like to see – I like both these teams too. From ever, ever since I was a young kid, I always liked – you know, the Dolphins and the Chiefs, um, two legendary franchises from so long ago um, in the AFC. So, you know, I, I don't know who I'll root for in this game, but, you know, I've always been a big fan ever since I was a young kid starting to lo- love football. 
Um, I, I would like to see maybe the Chiefs win just so I can see Mahomes ha- potentially have a road game for the first time in his career. You know, we all talked this season about, oh, poor, boo-hoo, poor Pat Mahomes. He might have to go on the road for the first time as a as a quarterback to win a playoff game. He's never had to do that before. So, you know, I'd like to maybe see that happen. But I also like the Dolphins, you know. I, I like Tua. I've come around on Tua. I like watching left-handed quarterbacks like Tua, like Michael Penix from Washington, another left-hander who I like watching. It just looks funny to see a quarterback drop back and throw from that side of the, of the field, you know, to that left-handed thrower. So, I, I, you know, I don't know who's going to win. I, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I, you know, the Dolphins are banged up. You know, they're, they're a little banged up, uh, you know, and they're going into Kansas City. But I, I think the Dolphins have a shot to pull an upset here. I really do. The Chiefs, like I mentioned earlier with the Super Bowl stuff, they're, they're not the same team either, just like the Eagles aren't coming out of a Super Bowl. It's hard when you have to play into the middle of February when most teams are off for, you know, five or six weeks. Uh, that don't make the playoffs. So, you know, I think the Dolphins will go in and spring an upset. Uh, gosh, with the weather, you don't know what they're going to score, but it could be, you know, something like 23 to 20, something like that, that the, the Dolphins win. According, according to K, KSH, sorry, KSHB 41, the flagship station for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the temperature between 8 and 11 p.m. for the Kansas City area is projected to range from minus 4 to minus 6 degrees, according to our uh, AccuWeather, whatever. Uh, and no expected participation. The wind is expected to be 15, 14 to 15 miles per hour with gusts up to 32 miles an hour. Uh, there is a wind chill warning in effect until Tuesday at noon. So, uh, yeah. Oof, uh, yeah, I, a lot of running. Uh, whoever yeah. has the best running get attacks to win this game. Uh, yeah, and both teams can run the ball. So, you know, uh, I think we're going to see a lot of running tonight. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. going to give you some, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to give you some dates. You just, this, these are, these are easy ones. I promise. Christmas day, <laughs> 1971. Oh my goodness. Uh, what happened on Christmas Day? I think I got my first bite that year. That, that Christmas. <laughs> uh, we got the same age. But I don't so think yeah. that's the right answer. Yeah. What do we got? Well, uh, the, the Chiefs met the Dolphins in a playoff meeting uh, December 25th, 1971. Dolphins 27, Chiefs uh, in overtime 27 24. January 5th, 1991. Hmm. Uh, the uh, January fifth—that's too early for the Super Bowl. Um, a, a, a Chiefs win. Lenny, Lenny Dawson did something good in that game in, in, for the Chiefs. The Dolphins. Dolphins win by one point in a playoff meeting. January fifth, nineteen ninety-one. Fast forward oh, to December. Fast forward to uh, New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety-four, at Miami. Uh, What's Miami wins in the overtime playoff. Miami wins, not in overtime, but 27 to 17. So if you are to go by the history of what I just said, the Dolphins lead the Kansas City Chiefs in playoff meetings 3-0. and I'm just saying. Yeah. There you go. Man, Tom, Tom you, 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 I give you a lot of credit. You did a lot of research here. And, uh, <laughs> I, I smell a $7 wager on some of these games. So you want to bet online. Yeah, absolutely. 
it's easy to do show prep when you only got two games to, to prep for it. So. <laughs> Well, let's talk about tomorrow's games real quick and get your thoughts on those. Uh, we've got uh, the Packers and the Cowboys, the Rams and the Lions. And of course, you guys, we've already talked about it real quickly before we let you go here. What are your thoughts on those two games? The Packers at the Cowboys. Cowboys are on hot. They're coming in strong for sure. And then you've got the Rams and the Lions, and the Lions are <laughs> – they're, they're, they're playing for everything, but for more reasons than not. But, man, I'm rooting for the Lions, too. I'm rooting for the Eagles. Yeah. Too, so. Yeah, the Lions. Hopefully it doesn't come know. down to an Eagles-Lions matchup, and I've got to make a hard decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, last week we talked about our out-on-the-limb Super Bowls, right? We I picked Buffalo and Dallas, and, you know, I'm still out on that limb. I mean, I like the Cowboys. Uh, I think they're playing. Said, they're not. I said Dolphins and Lions on my on my uh, uh, out on the limb right. pick last week. <laughs> are you still there? Are you still out there? Is, is, are you still out on that limb? Hey, I'm hanging out there until one of those teams lose tonight <laughs> or today or tomorrow. <laughs> we'll let you buy back in on another pick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I like the. I still like the Bills. I think that's going to be a fun game. Another weather game, right? It's supposed to be like you know a foot of snow in Buffalo and. Um, you know, Steelers, you know, they can run the ball. The Bills are very good at running the ball, but I like the Bills to win that game. And like I said, the Cowboys, I think they'll they'll probably overwhelm the Packers. I don't think the Packers are ready for this stage. The, the, the Cowboys are playing at home. They've won 16 straight at home. Uh, and then that night game, I think, is going to be really exciting. I mean, a lot of people think the Rams can win this game. And it's kind of interesting. And Darius Slay, the Eagles cornerback, I was talking to him in the locker room this week. Of course, he played with the Lions and when Matt Stafford was there. And now Stafford's you know, out in L.A., and he's coming back to Detroit where Jared Goff was the quarterback of the Rams, took them to the Super Bowl. And, you know, I won't tell you who he picked. He told me to keep it on the down low, but he's rooting for both those teams. He loves Detroit as a city. He's rooting for Detroit, but he loves Stafford because he played with them. So he's rooting on, for the Rams on the, on the other hand. So uh, that's going to be a fun matchup. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hoping I'll be in my hotel at that point watching that, be able to watch that game. Uh, I don't think it's on Peacock or, you know, Amazon or any of these other channels I got to enter a subscription to, but uh, I, that's one I'm really looking forward to. And I don't know who's going to win. I mean, I think the Lions, I'd love, like you said, I like to see the Lions win. There's an organization that hasn't had obviously a lot of success. So I always root for those types of organizations. So, uh, you know, I think, I think the Lions will find a way to win at home. That home field advantage at Ford field to me is electric. And now they're having a playoff game at home. Uh, it's going to even be more electric, and I think it's going to be a hard place for the Rams to go in and win. So I'm going with the Lions in this one. Well, if you need my passwords, just text me. I'll send them over to you. But I saw, I see here Peacock is offering a free trial. So as long as you oh. don't forget to cancel your subscription after the game, there you go. Okay. You know, there's, there's a loophole in everything, right? I Sign know, and I'll forget. Trial. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> card again, dang it. Dang it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I what is it charge? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, right. I'll figure out a way. All right, Ed Kratz, we wish you safe travels down to Tampa. You flying out there tonight or? Thank you, sir. Tomorrow? No, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Yeah. Tomorrow morning. All right. Well, I wish you safe travels. Where, uh, where, where can people find your work in Masterpieces? I know what you're working on, but what you're working on, sir? Uh, well, you know, obviously, you know, this A.J. Brown thing needs to be tracked. Nick Sirianni, I'll, I'll, he's talking today uh, in about 10 minutes, actually, down at the facility. I'm not going down for that. 
Uh, I'll just look at it online, but that's what I'm writing about. It's all things playoffs now. Uh, at Kratzy, K-R-A-C-Z-E on Twitter. I put all my links right there. Fly, Eagles, fly, buddy. We appreciate it. Safe right. travels. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, bud. See ya. All right. Bye. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, our official NFL contributor, breaking down this week's wild card games. Okay, can you believe that we're actually talking about the Eagles uh, in a wild card? So I thought for sure they'd be like a, a first rounder or what have you, uh, get the first round by or something like that. I don't know, but we'll see what happens with the Eagles. If the Eagles are out, the conversation might be that Nick Sirianni is out as well. So we'll, we'll continue to monitor that situation as we are always on the on the watch, on the coaching watch. My name is Saul Mark Marcel, President Take. Thank you, Tony Donahue and the Tony D Podcast, uh, joining us this morning to talk a lot about the uh, coaching changes that has been going on. And we talked you know, about Nick Saban, Tim Harbaugh, all kinds of uh, coaching changes that uh, have been going on. And, of course, we just had Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com. Make sure you guys have a safe weekend. Stay warm. Don't drink and drive. It isn't cool. I'm out of here. Deuces. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for